Welcome back to the Hallmarkies podcast to another episode of Once Upon an Upside. Today we're covering August Up movies and I am Amy and I'm here with my co-host Casey. Hello friends, I'm back. You just can't get rid of me. I'm like, hey, Up movies, so fun. <laughs> Woohoo! And me, I don't know the last time I was on an episode, so. <laughs> Welcome back, Amy. You have been so missed. <laughs> this year's been hard we're coming out of it. So it's good. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. We're recovering. Um, but anyways, how have you been Casey? It's just been a while since I talked to you. How have you been? I know I, you know, I've been doing really well. We've been getting some rain from a hurricane that's been out in the Gulf. So that's been fun. So we've got lots of rain and my kids are back in school. So that's all fine and dandy. My first grader has real homework and I'm like, what is this life right now? So yeah. Well, how about you? How's, how's it going? How's the good, the, the West coast, the best coast. Um, it's great. We have no rain. I think we're in a drought again, technically. I'm not entirely sure about that, but yeah, no, right. Not no rain. Um, <laughs> it was a little windy today. There was a breeze. So that was nice. A little bit of a cool down from the 90 degree weather recently, but, um, yeah, I've just been, uh, teaching my littles and, um, just, just living, living life. That's about it. <laughs> That's, that's great. I mean, we're so proud of you. You're all grown up. <laughs> Moment of silence for young Amy. <laughs> oh yes, I have a, I, I have two degrees or no, three degrees now. I can't even remember how many degrees I have. That's how many degrees. And that's why I've been absent from the podcast for the past year. Cause I was um, getting a graduate degree and turned out to be a lot more intensive than I expected. So <laughs> um, yeah, but it's been fun. Yeah. And you did it. And that's what matters. So congratulations. Send all your congrats to Amy on the socials. Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, I just got done with school and then signed myself up for elementary school for the rest of my life. So it's great. There you go. All right, but um, let's go ahead and get into talking about these up movies. So we had three up movies from the month of August, and the three we're going to be talking about in this episode are Love Stories in Sunflower Valley, Love Upstream, and Love's Match. So if you haven't watched one of these, go ahead, go check them out. I believe they're all available on the Up Faith and Family streaming app for you. Um, So yeah, let's jump in and just start talking about our first one, which is Love Stories in Sunflower Valley. I keep wanting to call it Love in Harmony Valley because I think that was an up movie last year. <laughs> so Yeah. The, the names are confusing me a little bit. Um, uh, but this one stars, you know, two lovely Hallmark alums, Aaron Cahill, Marcus Rosner. Um, and the short synopsis just from IMDb is that Kate works at a Seattle newspaper on her new assignment. She takes, takes her back to her hometown, Sunflower Valley, and her handsome coworker comes along and they unravel a series of heartwarming love stories about the local townspeople. So Casey, what were your first thoughts about this movie? Aaron Cahill and Marcus Rosner, y'all. I was like, yes, bring it on. I am here for these two. I would love to see them paired up again because they're just some, they're just so delightful as actors. And I mean, Marcus Rosner, he's finally not the bad boyfriend anymore. (laughs) So it was really nice to see him as a lead in this. And I thought this movie was very, very sweet. Yeah. 
Yeah, I completely agree. And I think it had a little bit, at least for me, it seemed a little bit different from some of the Up movies. It seemed a little bit more like slower and like more focused on the nature, which I think I really appreciated. Mm-hmm. It was like, there was like more, I don't know, like silence, I guess, at some points and stuff, which I think was cool and artistic. I don't know, maybe the director wanted some to add to the sunflowerness of it. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I agree with everything you said. Aaron Cahill and Marcus Rosner, I love them together. Um, it's great to see Marcus Rodner, Rosner not, because I feel like in the past couple of years, he's done a lot of movies about some sort of botany. So mm-hmm. not botany involved. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I just think it was a really, really good one from both of them. Um, but let's go ahead and get into talking about the story. The main girl, Kate, she is an assistant currently at this newspaper, and she pitches this story about a woman in her town who, through different circumstances, helped so many people in her town fall in love. Um, And so what did you think of Casey, of this story that she pitched and the woman that they talked about? um, How did, what did you think about that? You know, I thought it was I was very intrigued as to who Olivia was. I'm like, who is this person? Why is she important? Um, and then I've just got to say, Kate's boss is the literal worst. <laughs> I mean, I, it, I get really when I see these movies and the bosses are like, I just want you to be my assistant for life. I'm like, no, you need to be developing them. You need to be training them. You need to make them the best that they can be. I mean, you know, if she wants to be an assistant for her, the rest of her career, then that's fine. Let her be an assistant the rest of her career. But if you have some girl or guy or somebody below you saying, Hey, I want to pursue this as my dream. You need to help them along the way. And so Mm -hmm. that was really frustrating for me. And I understand why they did it as a plot point, but whenever I see bad bosses, I'm like, it doesn't have to be this way guys. Yeah, I know. And I know it was the whole plot point. Like, like you said, it was part of the plot point, but you know, it still frustrates me. I'm like, you know, she pitched this. Why do you have to give it to the new guy? And I know his his dad's the owner and all that, you know, stuff. But still, I'm like, she pitched it. She did all the research. Like, give her a shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. But bad boss. Yeah. Not my favorite. But yeah. Um, so Olivia's different stories, the different people that uh, couple she helped out. There was quite a few. So starting out with the first couple, we had... Um, this very sweet older couple and they had this the they had received from Olivia I believe it was a wedding gift correct me if I was wrong right wedding gift I think so yeah this little like glass sunflower that I just thought was absolutely gorgeous but they had a really sweet love story and it was like all these couples in different ways had kind of coincidences and different little ways that Olivia kind of was part of their love stories and I know there was a couple but Casey did you have a favorite of the love stories you know it was um well one thing that struck me as kind of funny is Olivia's meddling (laughs) like she's literally inserting herself into these people's lives for good reason Mm -hmm. she's like the nosy next door neighbor I feel like because we never got to meet Olivia Olivia has passed on and so um just hearing some of these stories I'm like she had no business 
getting involved, but I mean, it works out. Um, so I really love the, um, the couple where they named their daughter Olivia. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was just so sweet. And you could see Kate when she heard that she just, you know, there was something, something changed in her face. And it was like, she was so touched by that. And I think at that point, we didn't know her connection to Olivia. Mm -hmm. Um, but when we did, when we found that out later, I'm like, oh, that makes complete sense. But, um, that was, that was one of the stories I had enjoyed. Yeah. Um, and through these stories too, it was, even though Olivia has passed on, it was almost like in a way, Olivia was still meddling and still Mm -hmm. creating a relationship with the two main characters. So even, after Olivia's gone she's still helping people find love and I just thought that was so cute anyways um but yes I think that was really sweet and one of the things I also really appreciated really liked one of the stories I liked was about um the cakes and how she's like oh my mom would never let me have one of her fancy cakes and and everything and then you know it came back around at the end and he got her a fancy cake she's always I I was like oh that's so sweet Yeah, so it was really, I I enjoyed the cute love stories. There were a couple plot points that I was a little like, "Eh, okay, like the boss, things like that. Um, Was there anything else in the movie that, you know, maybe didn't, didn't, you didn't enjoy too much? Um, yeah, definitely the bad boss. Um, the, oh, when he submits her, um, when, drew submits kate's article without her knowing and i know it was all good intent like good Mm -hmm. intentions and all of that but i'm like no kate listen to him just hear him out and explain Mm -hmm. your side of the story communicate um i mean you know again i know that was a purposely done in order to drive the plot forward i just inside my soul it just feels so bad for these characters when they have that disagreement especially when it was something that wasn't malicious mm-hmm. you know he had submitted it because he thought you know what she needs it she needs to shine yeah and then because of the bad boss you know Kate's all like ah I'm gonna get fired and all of that but yeah. that was probably one of the moments where I kind of cringed a little but I, w- I mean, nothing else really bothered me about this movie. I thought it was really, really sweet. And I loved at the very end when Drew comes out during the party and then he says, famous line, take a walk with me. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh, <laughs> how do I get one? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but, but yes, I, I think a lot of really good points and I think, yeah, I liked the conflict, but also I'm glad that the conflict wasn't that there was no of him like trying to like pass it off as his, his own work or anything like that. Mm-hmm. That's what at first when he said he submitted it, I was scared that they were going to go that route. And I'm so glad they didn't because mm-hmm. that just would have kind of like ruined the movie for me if it had been like, oh, or even if they had published it under his name or something like yeah meddled again or whatever I'm so glad they didn't go that route um but even from the beginning of the story I mean with the first couple they interviewed I mean also he had done no research so the first couple they'd interviewed he had no clue what was going on at that point still but Mm -hmm. you know he had said like oh you did the research you do the interview like he was having her do it even from the beginning a little bit um 
which I, I really liked. Um, mm-hmm. And then we, but towards the end of the movie, we do get, we do find out who Olivia is and how she is related to this, this family of um, Kate. Why do I keep wanting to call her Emily? <laughs> Kate, of Kate. Um, do you want to go ahead and share the big? Yes, Olivia is Kate's great grandmother. And so that is the connection there. And um, she'd passed before Kate was born, I believe. Um, And so Kate had never gotten to know her, but she's heard of her legacy. So it was something that she was very invested in. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a sweet touch. Um, I don't know if I saw that coming. I probably should have seen that coming, but I was so invested in all the other storylines that I was kind of like, okay, this Olivia lady. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't, it could have just been like, you know, she was the meddling old lady in the town that everyone remembered. Mm -hmm. But then also when she said like, oh, she died over 40 years ago, I was like, "Mm, how much would you hear about her in the town? I mean, this is like a younger, like she's probably in her thirties. I didn't know. So I was like, there's gotta be like some sort of personal connection to that. I didn't know. Maybe she had at the beginning, I was like, oh, maybe she meddled in her parents' relationship or thing, something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, Yeah. It, I thought that was just a really sweet touch because, you know, it not only was this a way for her to get her feet wet writing wise and get her, you know, her story out there, but also it was a way for her to connect with a family member she had never gotten the chance to know mm-hmm. personally. So I, I really yeah. enjoyed that. Um, so before we rate it, is there anything else you'd like to add about Sunflower Valley? Yes, really quick. I would love to add a point about Drew and his dad. I really, (laughs) yeah, I really appreciated the fact that the dad wasn't some bad man of business. Mm -hmm. He was a very caring father. Um, He'd lost his wife. And so um, you had that element. I was, I was a little nervous that we were going to go, you know, bad man of business and he's trying to take away his son's dreams or whatnot, but he was so supportive and he was even there helping, um, helping Kate and saying, you know, Hey, you've got a new job and all of that good stuff. And so I'm really glad we didn't have another conflict there because sometimes some of these movies too much conflict is too, like, it's just, it doesn't work. Yeah. And so, um, it, um, it was just really nice to see that honestly. Yeah, definitely. I, I completely agree. And I wanted to mention that I completely forgot, but yes, definitely that. And also I feel like his dad came in at a point in the movie that that would have been a weird time to add that plot point anyways, because mm-hmm. it would have been kind of later in the movie. Um, but yeah, I'm glad he was like supportive, good relationship, great dad. Um, because, you know, in the beginning he drew got the job because of who his dad was. And so I was mm-hmm. expecting maybe dad to either not be a great relationship with a son or, you know, be like a bad man, of business type, or like, you know, he's, he supports the, the boss the bad boss completely or something I don't know um but yeah I really I enjoyed that as well um but all right let's go ahead and rank this so on once upon an upside unless Jess has changed it in which case I apologize Jess I'm sorry um but how many balloons would you give it out of 10 (laughs) I will give it 7.5 balloons out of 10 all right and I completely agree that's what I give it as well 7.5 balloons out of 10 it was great it was cute but it was no Christmas movie Christmas (laughs) Yep. <laughs>
Um, all right, but let's move on to our second movie from August, and that was the movie Love Upstream. And we have that uh, Kimberly Sue Murray and Steve Lund um, and staring in this movie. And Steve Lund, I know, has done some homework stuff. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Has Kimberly Sue Murray done some homework stuff? She looks I don't familiar. think she did when I looked her up. I Again, that was a few days ago, so um i don't remember i I mean she looks familiar but i'm sure she's been in stuff before that adjacent so um yeah but the basic synopsis for this movie is that author charlotte and chicago city girl heads to the wilderness of minnesota to write her new book her guide, Rob, doubts Charlotte's skills. However, they realize they have more in common than not and find themselves falling in love. So, first thoughts, Casey. What did you think of this movie? Oh, goodness. This movie, y'all, it was a doozy. <laughs> it was a doozy. I <laughs> I have no other words for that. I I will say it kept me engaged though. Mm-hmm. It definitely, there were so many things that were a bit bonkers to me and the characters felt very almost exaggerated in a way, um, which is why I'm kind of baffled. I have so many notes and sometimes if I have a lot of notes, it either means I loved it or there's so many things that I was like, what, what is happening right now? And I will say for this movie, it was definitely the latter. Um, But yeah, that's kind of like, without giving anything away, that was my initial take after watching it. Yeah, definitely. Throughout this whole movie, I was just like, I have a lot of questions about what's going on right now. And it was just, it was kind of a a lot. I feel like there was a lot of back and forth (laughs) between like, we're in the woods we're in the city we're in the woods we're in like there was a little like the setting changed many times and I was like okay we're back here now we're back doing this we're back doing that why are these people here now it was yeah there was kind of a lot of back and forth Uh, there was just a lot a lot of questions a lot of things to unpack and I have like three that I have but if you want to add some of yours that you're just like huh go for it so the first one was the this whole thing just I was like what the whole thing about all the canoe first off how do 33 canoes get stolen and nobody (laughs) notices like how does that happen like I I just don't also no security like you run a business like in this day and age why didn't you have any sort of like security camera something like put a ring on the thing for heaven's sakes like I don't know I mean, now that you bring that up, that makes completely no sense unless they had 10 people stealing canoes. Exactly. Like, it's the canoe gang. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, what did they have? Like a moving van? Like, how did they? I don't know. Anyway, it was just a lot of canoes. And then the whole thing about, oh, we're going to start a GoFundMe to raise money for the, to buy new canoes because they haven't updated the insurance since they bought the newer canoes or whatever. And I was like, I'm like, this is just a lot. <laughs> no sense. I, or, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense, but at the same time, I was like, what? You should still try the insurance. Anyway, it was just it was a lot. <laughs> I was just so confused by that whole plot point. Just so confused. <laughs> it was a lot. And her it just was. her friends that were donating money were like kind of 
mean and self-centered anyways so mm-hmm. <laughs> it, was, it was just a lot with yeah. the didn't make his business model didn't make too much sense also and just yeah it was it was yeah weird mm-hmm. um do you have something that you want to bring up about a plot point <laughs> oh man um okay <laughs> here's one thing and we probably will get into this but the biggest the biggest thing I had an issue with was Doug and we were supposed to have an issue with Doug who breaks up with her uh-huh. the day before her book launches a month before they're supposed to get married and I'm like who does this and who does this like, he had a reason like he didn't like his whole breakup with her was like so just like I was like why like d- you're not explaining this to her third like I don't get what happened like what (laughs) and again I I understand it was there to move the story along you know she had to be in a really really terrible place for her to go to the wilderness as this really snooty rich girl from the city so I kind of understand like okay let's get her to a really low place in her life Mm -hmm. to ship her off to the wilderness to do something crazy (laughs) in order for her to find love so I mean like I guess it makes sense really yeah I just yeah I just that was that and then well what you just said brought up something in my mind they set her up as like oh she's a city girl who can't do anything or what or like isn't you know but then she knows how to row a canoe so I'm like that's that that doesn't like kind of match up with the whole she's a city girl thing that they started in the beginning and then well but she knows how to do this stuff though because she has a background in it from a kid so she's really not like such a city girl I don't know that was just like a little bit of a disconnect I'm like you built Mm -hmm. her up this way for the first 15 minutes but she's actually this way and it was a little I don't know I feel like it was disconnected a little bit with her character development um Mm -hmm. just yeah uh but yes completely agree that her Doug was just and then he like married someone like two weeks later (laughs) or and got engaged or whatever started dating he was started started dating dating. and it was alluded to that they alluded to the fact that he cheated yeah yeah definitely yeah and I was like and you know the book is about you and Charlotte like yeah (laughs) you literally just ruined her career Mm -hmm. I mean he he, I mean she recovers from it fine but I that i'm trying to think of next scenes so the second one that i can think of at least that i was i just found the scene hilarious that steve lund's character could not think of any other profession that might make him see like get doug make doug jealous than i'm a prince a prince (laughs) i'm like this man cannot think of any other profession that's maybe a little bit more believable than I'm a prince. Uh, that was really funny to me because I saw, you know, you see him pan out and you can see him looking at the picture of some king or whatever. <laughs> and yeah, the prince thing, I'm like, what? I mean, at least they thought it was funny. Yeah, I was just like, wait, 
what? And also, but it was kind of like out of left field. Like I get the, oh, I'm gonna pretend to be her boyfriend to like, per- like support her because you know, this mm-hmm. is your ex-boyfriend with the new guy or whatever, or with the new girl. And, but Prince, and then comes out of his mouth, I'm a prince. And then they're all like, oh yeah, we need to go talk to someone. Otherwise the queen's going to be mad or whatever. And this whole scene, I was like, how is this Doug and his new girlfriend believing anything that's coming out of their mouth right now? I mean, the new girlfriend was kind of ditzy. So, I mean, she probably believed a hook, line, and sinker. Also, that was another thing. She's all like, oh, I'm such a fan. It's like, you you know who that is, right? Oh my gosh. I just, I, I can't, I can't. <laughs> and then, okay. And, okay, do you have one you would like to talk about now? Because I have one more that really, really get grinds my gears. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, oh, really quick, back to the um, the inconsistency with Charlotte in the wilderness thing, and she can, you know, do her, this the canoeing. Okay, that girl, <laughs> she took out her anger on that wood. <laughs> the wood chopping I was like take the axe away from her because she's like ah! <laughs> um, yeah. mm-hmm. so th- that was something that I was kind of like whoa um here's a weird plot point um and again I understand they had to get robbed into the city somehow but his dad falling and then he's in a neck brace and he has no insurance and then I'm like where do you get the neck brace <laughs> I'm so confused right now. Like, how did, did he fall on his head? Like, what? What? Yeah. How did he fall? Any, yeah, that was just, that was weird. And yeah. And I feel like he would have been, cause it was like, Hey, dad got hurt. And then he, he's on the next plane. He's there. And then dad's all kind of honky dory. You mm-hmm. I mean? With that kind of injury, they would be bedridden in the hospital for several weeks or something. Yeah. I don't know. And then also, the brother like was the brother just like super absent like I thought he was going to be important (laughs) and he wasn't super I it's just weird why did they add the brother I don't know I mean I I guess to get the um the best friend a boyfriend yeah that's about it maybe but but I don't know it was something but I okay the character of Tina I loved her character personally, which was mm-hmm. his business partner, partner sort of. But oh my gosh, the things that that man who I don't know who was pitching the TV show to her or whatever said about <gasps> and said about Rob, I was like, oh my gosh, if anyone said that about someone I cared about, I would have stood up and just walked out. Like I wouldn't have let him keep going. That just oh. yes. Yes, yes, yes. When they, I was shocked. And Mm -hmm. maybe it's because it's an up TV movie. And I'm like, oh, they keep things really like, you know, not hearted. (laughs) Yeah, lighthearted. They don't use words like chubby or, you know, basically implying people are fat. Like, I, I was shooketh. (laughs) I was like, did he just say what I thought he just said? First of all, second of all, I, no, I would have. I, I I agree. I would have walked out and I would have said, I would have taken that contract and I would have ripped it up and been like, no. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this gorgeous wim- woman 
And this man is saying this. I was just like, oh. And then the fact that some of that got like actually put out into the world was just astounding to me how that is. So I don't, I don't think it was put out into the world. I think it was just a pitch. Oh, okay. So email. Yes. So they only saw it, but um, it didn't get published out. Okay. That's good. That's better. Yeah. (laughs) Something else you would like to talk about for a plot in this movie? <laughs> I oh I okay guys the year is 2021 have we not learned our lesson about locking our computers no never <laughs> like people lock your computers don't leave things up mm-hmm. I like that is that is one plot point that just really irks me in movies because I'm like this is not 1998 anymore where we were all naive about the internet and we thought that strangers on the internet were bad Uh, I mean most of them probably were I don't really know I was eight in 98 so you know that's fine um I was one so I was gonna say I always forget how young you are no idea what happened in 98 really (laughs) honestly no clue (laughs) you don't remember the dial-ups on vaguely but when I was like five or six not (laughs) when I was one (laughs) this movie was just just kind of kind of just bonkers in many ways that's 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 my final thought on it do you have something else you want to uh discuss (laughs) um you know I really did I really did love Mike and Tina Mm -hmm. I love their side characters um I was really crushed when they discovered, you know, um, Kate's or who was this girl? Charlotte, sorry, <laughs> not Kate. Kate was the last movie. Charlotte's computer unlocked and they saw all the mean things said about them and like how they were, it was just real. I just felt terrible for everybody involved. Um, my thing was there were so many unlikable characters in this movie. I feel like, like, um, Steve Lund's character was a bit unlikable. Charlotte was a bit unlikable, um, you had the business people, you had uh, Charlotte's uh, snooty friends, like the, her best friend was really delightful. Um, and of course, you know, Mike and Tina were also delightful, but like there are just so many unlikable characters in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, I did like seeing Charlotte's growth. Yeah through the movie I, I liked seeing her come you know start off as this like really annoying character and then she really just um finds herself and she realizes you know what what a good what, what a good life can be without all the extra clothes and the suitcases and um speaking of plot point here that I need to address really quick the boat with all the suitcases <laughs> why what in the world is that how they is that how everybody arrives in a boat or was that just her being extra i don't know maybe like she just comes sailing in and she's like hey let me here are my 40 suitcases yeah i was i was like oh i'm having flashbacks to jungle cruise when um the rock just throws all the suitcases off the boat or whatever and i'm like that's what's gonna start happening her her stuff is just gonna go start going flying off the boat oh yes yeah yeah no yeah this yeah all right well um i'm gonna are you good with rate to rate it do you think 
Yeah, we we got an I love you at the end too. Yeah, there we go. That was that was sweet. The ending was sweet, and I was like, okay, I can dig it. And I liked the fact that they um, they did get their TV pitch at the end, but it was exactly what they wanted, and we saw them live happily ever after. (laughs) So, yes. Um. So I would give this a six point five. It was it was there was cute parts, but also a lot of what on earth is happening. What would you give it, Casey? I gave it the same exact rating. I gave it six point five out of ten. Um, I almost, I gave it a half point more because it did keep my attention through the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that is one thing that um, that's important, obviously. And so uh, I really, I in a weird way, I enjoyed the movie, and I think it's because the characters were such hyperboles. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think that's why it worked for me. Cause I'm like, okay, you have two very opposite people coming together in a very weird sort of way. It's unique. It's in the wilderness. So you got that. I mean, we had, um, and some, even the plot points were a little goofy, but it wasn't, I don't know. I, I, I would rank this middle ground. Like it, it was great. I would probably watch it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. Definitely. Yeah. Alrighty. So let's move on to our final movie from August from Up TV, and that is Love's Match, starring Megan Hut- Hutchings, um, Robin Dunn. Um, and then also one of the uh, you know, co-stars in this movie who actually was just on Good Witch, Kiana Teresa, who was just on Good Witch. So we have, you know, some Hallmark alums. Of course, Robin Robin Dunn has been in what, like a ton of Hallmark stuff. Yeah, uh, he was uh, Robin Daniels in Aurority Garden. Yeah, and and he's, I think he's done directing and stuff too for Hallmark for a few things. So, you know, he's in the family. Um, but the basic synopsis for this movie is matchmaker Leah Price is the owner of a dating website, One Match. But when one of her clients still doesn't find love, Leah agrees to allow matchmaker Peter Beckett to help her. What they weren't expecting is a per match for themselves so what did you think of this movie to start off Casey you know I really appreciated seeing a lot of diversity in the couples mm-hmm. yeah lots and lots and lots of diversity it was like mixing and matching it up and I was I am here for this okay you know because I'm Filipino American and so I growing up I never saw any Filipinos on TV except for the girl from Barney and like that was one thing the girl what was her name men I think and I remember her because she was Filipino and my mom made a big deal and she's like see she's Filipino just like you but other than that growing up I never saw anybody like me on tv or like my family like my my husband's white and so like didn't see a lot of that um so it was really nice to see lots of different types of couples in this movie and I thought that was really great um, as far as the storyline, I was a little confused. Then I was like, okay, I can kind of see how, where this is going. And then a Mack truck hit. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what just I was happened? Like, okay. Okay. Wait, what? Excuse me. <gasps> no, I'm not sure about this. Yeah. Uh, I paused it, Amy. I paused it. <laughs> At that, when we had the revelation about Grace, who's played by Kiana, I paused it and I literally 
in alone by myself yelled what wrote it in really big letters right here oh and then I was at, get up mm, that was the moment for me oh my goodness yes okay there was just so much in this movie but I do want to agree with you though with what you said about the diversity I think that in this movie they really showed a lot of what modern at least for my age group like modern dating apps look like a lot like it's so many different types of people different you know things going on and I think that really whereas other dating app movies we've gotten it's all like why is this dating app all only the exact same person is on this dating app and like this was more of what you I at least from my experiences see more on a dating app these day and ages you see different people who do different things and are not Mm -hmm. all you know doing the exact same thing because not every dating app is you know I know there's one for like farmers but like you know Farmers are still different, but anyways, um, I don't know why that's the one I wanted to reference there, but that's what I went with, so move on from that one. Um, Anyways, so this, this business model, though, for me at least, it was a little strange because I feel almost like, and I don't know if what you thought of this, but I feel like, okay, she is, you know, signing these people up to do matches and they take a test and everything. I feel like what he was adding, trying to add into the business was a little bit more sneaky and a little bit like I could see how some people, if they found out about what he was doing, could be upset because it was almost like he was, you know, meddling and some people knew they were being matched and some people didn't and I don't know that that aspect I was not a huge fan of I don't know what did you think of that Casey that was so weird yeah I am not gonna lie the whole earpiece thing and he's feeding them information I'm like why 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 like and at first, I thought it was just his buddy over there who was creating the distractions to create the meat cutes. That one, I was like, okay, that's weird, but okay, fine, you know. But when they had the guys or the whoever, the girls, I think it was mostly the guys that he was trying to, he was matching up with females and stuff. They all had earpieces. And I'm like, yeah, what, what, what is going on here? Oh, there was one girl, the girl from the library who at the park or whatever that was I don't know it was strange to me so strange yeah and I have to say you know it's 2021 and those like really old school like bluetooth things being in someone's ear like that would kind of be a red flag if I saw someone wear those right now who wasn't like you know like a 40 year old dad like (laughs) I'd be like so why is this person not just like and like a basic like an airpod size earphone like i'd be like why are you wearing this giant blue thing at a park when you're reading like it just oh my gosh oh my goodness it's because they're all in their mid to late late to early 30s and 40s well that's why but like my brother-in-law is 40 something and he has an earpiece for oh work <laughs> yes i'm sorry i'm so sorry i'm just like 
I'm over here thinking like, hey, these are like really inconspicuous. Like the, just the little earbuds, you just stick it in there. And like, that's totally normal to be walking around wearing an earbud. Whereas you see people walking around with the big like Bluetooth things. And I go, I'm like, wow, why are you? I don't know. Anyways. Oh gosh, this is so funny. Maybe because I definitely, I definitely had one of those earpieces when I was your age. Yeah, well, yeah. Ten years ago. Yeah. Now, I was like, you know, I just have my AirPods in, and that works just like a Bluetooth thing does. So, you know, um, yeah. I just thought, it was, you know, it was weird situations to be having those on, and I feel like the other person yes. was like so you on the phone? Like, <laughs> yes. I, I, I mean, okay. So, to, so I want to say for the most part, all of them probably, I think they all had professional-ish jobs mm-hmm. to a degree where they would be using that. So yeah, like, I can kind of see how that could work for people who are past 35. <laughs> so show here um oh that's funny gosh um all right but okay some of these dates I was just it's like oh my gosh they're meddling so much and these people are technically paying them but they're not getting the full story and just really it really threw me off so um all right let's just go ahead and talk about like the first like uh, like big date, I would say, where the character Grace, where she double booked that night or that day, and she's like eating, you know, with this restaurant owner, and then she's like, "Oh, at nine o'clock, I'm gonna, you know, gonna hang out with such and such," and then they meet each other at the restaurant. I was like, "Oh my god, don't do that!" Like, do you have things to say? That was that was cringy. That was cringy. Now here's the thing, and listen. <laughs> I've never really been single. So, I mean, I can't really say from experience, but I have single friends. And so when you are meeting people and you're not in a committed official relationship, it's totally fine to just be like, Hey, you know, I'm meeting this person. I'm going to go meet this person. You're just kind of you're just meeting people. That's really what she was doing. She wasn't committing. I think once you commit to a relationship, both parties, that's when you close everybody off, you know, and then that's, it's just the two of you. So I didn't necessarily blame her for going uh, for, for, um, for, for, for dating both guys. And that didn't really bother me. I'm like, we see it on the bachelor, like, except that's faster (laughs) and 20 people. Um, but so that, that didn't really bother me. What bothered me is the fact that she could, I kind of wish she would have said to the restaurant owner, well, I have something going on tonight, but how about tomorrow? Like I, she didn't really push back on that. Um, and then of all places for her nine o'clock date to be, he happens to just go to the up and coming new restaurant. Like what? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, that was, I just think that whole situation was awkward with them just being there together. And yeah, maybe she should have been like, oh, let's do this the next day or something like that. So it wouldn't have been as awkward, but it just was kind of a, an awkward, weird situation. Um, yeah. And then we had the, then they tried to set her up with the, the guy from 
they're like Zumba classes, outdoor workout classes. I don't know. Yes. Um, and then the other guy that she was her guy to set Grace up with. Um, and like, I, you know, maybe you have more experience dating than I do. Um, you're married. So, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I, maybe this is just me. Um, but you know, on the like two first dates I've been on in my life, I, I don't start talking about having children. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. But when they were dancing and they're all like, I want two kids, a boy and a girl, and these are what their names should be. And I was like, that seems like a bit much. You guys have been dancing for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Did they know each other before? No, that was their very first, right? Okay. Yeah. I mean, if it comes, well, okay. Here's the thing though. They're probably in their like, what, late mid to late thirties is kind of what I was guessing. And so I would say that talking about how many kids you want, like if it comes up naturally, like if yeah. you're talking about your family and you're like, Oh, how many siblings did you grow up with? Hey, I grew up with five siblings. Oh, wow. That's a lot. Oh, you know what? It was a lot of fun. You know, I'd actually like five kids, like something natural like that, I feel like could work, but going into naming your children when you're not even a thing, <laughs> like, much. we got to nix that yeah I was a little like that seems a little much but also I'm coming from an a, you know a standpoint of it being 24 and if you bring up a kid to kids to a 24 year old most 24 year old guys they will run for the hills so <laughs> you know a little bit different there but so I just thought that was like a little fast and kind of quick and then but after that we got a mid-movie kiss um <laughs> yeah we did that was one of the most like awkward kisses I have seen in one of these movies ever just looked so uncomfortable for both parties <laughs> you know her eyes were like bugging out like what just happened <laughs> I was like this doesn't even look like they're enjoying this they're just <laughs> it was like two kids it was like two 12 year olds kissing at camp for the first time is what I know it was just very interesting um yeah so what did you think of that just that whole little segment like that second date or would that be the third maybe I don't know second third. yeah um no I thought the kiss the, the mid-movie kiss was hilarious um and I think that was the, they had to have it because that was the turning point uh-huh. for Peter because he you know he's all like you know trying to I don't I, not mess with her but they're competing really and so um I feel like that was that was a good turning point for both of them yeah definitely as awkward as it may have been (laughs) it was so awkward they I feel see I don't want but I feel like that these two didn't have great chemistry like it just didn't so like I don't know there wasn't like a point where I was like super sold on their relationship um yeah I don't know all right so after that go ahead Casey take it oh I what was I I was gonna say I liked Leah and Peter I oh really yeah I like the whole banter between them I don't know I just think it was so awkward because it was like supposed to be a business relationship and then they're kissing weird and then I don't know I just I I don't, I don't know. I never was a hundred percent sold. <laughs> but, that's, that's okay. So 
um it's different <laughs> yes exactly um uh, yeah i mean uh so lots of lots of dates the one thing though too with peter i'm like you are super invested in this whole thing and you know a lot about grace and i thought he was just creeping on her like i i really thought because that's what he that's really what he does it's like he mm-hmm. kind of creeps on people and then he figures out their patterns and then he sets them up with the, the matches and so yeah. i i thought he was just trying to really win this game mm-hmm. um so we do have a, a kind of a date with leah and peter the 20s dinner that was weird. <laughs> sorry that one awkward yeah that one was a little like where's what's happening here why is this why are they huh okay whatever it's fine like y'all look cute that's that's great okay are we ready to discuss the bombshell okay I didn't even understand it so try can you explain this to me I was like where it was like left field it just came out of can you yeah can you explain? 100% came out of left field but it made sense to me at least because I'm like okay we know that um Grace is Leah's client right and so Grace is the most complicated client because everything goes awry like it's just nothing is going well the the dates she's been on she's like definitely maybe she's picky or it didn't go well or whatever and we learn that she was burned by her ex I think she was I want to say she was the one that got dumped yeah yeah yes by her um, ex-boyfriend who she called ace and so um, Leah was trying to find her somebody you know somebody new somebody fresh etc so when Leah meets Peter, they make this bet because they have very two very different business models. And so they're trying to figure, like, prove to each other which one's better. And then they join forces to get Leah, or sorry, to get Grace a date. Unbeknownst, he, and uh, Peter had already agreed to this challenge. Like, he's like going to prove it. But when Leah shares, or when he finds out that the client is Grace, what we find out an hour and 15 minutes into the movie is that grace is peter's ex (sighs) yeah and i was like oh that's why he really did not want to uh set this like because he was hesitant when she showed him the picture and was like oh this is who we're setting up he was like no i think we should do this other girl no i don't know about this well you agreed to it okay i guess so yeah it was just I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And Grace goes to um, Peter's house, basically crashes the party. <laughs> and then she realizes that her matchmaker is dating her ex. And she's super upset about that, which I mean, like, to, it's shocking. You know, if you're not expecting that, that it would be really yeah. shocking. So I can totally understand her reaction there. But, um, what? <laughs> just yeah and I, i'm sorry i gotta say this 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 the, the whole thing i was just like oh my goodness yeah and 
just adding on to that, the fact that he was, you know, she had hired this service from this woman and they were essentially testing something on her without her permission, like this new, you know, how they were going to new add to the business or whatever. And I was just like, I, I just don't like this whole new business premise that they have. It just, yeah. And you know, if I was her, I would be angry too, but yeah, it was just a lot. Yeah. Okay. Um, anything else you'd like to add about this movie? I just, I mean, I like the ending with the, our great love story. I thought that was really sweet. Um, I like that she put the little um, Easter egg in there in her book that she was writing. Um, and it, it only gives the initials, which are, it was PB, which is him. Mm-hmm. And so he took that as a sign and he got his little buddy to run the book over to her. Um, the one thing that made me laugh, though, about the ending is she just runs out the door. She has no keys. She has no purse. She has no car. <laughs> and she just runs and then all of a sudden she's going around the corner and there he is on the bench over there it was a very pretty scene though I mean the cinematography was really pretty with the sun and their kiss and everything and so um so yeah it was a much better kiss than the first one yes (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was a lot better it was a lot less you know summer camp at 12 years old awkward 12 years old (laughs) yeah it was it was a lot better than that um yeah but i i like i agree i like the end of it it was very beautiful um yeah it just you know they they never sold me on it (laughs) but um all right so what would you give this movie what would you rate it i don't think we're gonna agree but i gave this eight out of ten okay all right so here's the thing here's the thing I went into this like wait what I don't know I I just didn't have very many expectations for it because the synopsis was just a little I don't know but then it got my attention we have all of these weird dates we have this very complicated client we have a lot of diversity we have you know um all of these random things and then the plot twist Mm -hmm. I'm here for I was going to give the 7.5 or seven something. And then we got the plot twist and I was like, well, then there goes all my notes. <laughs> so that's why I gave it an eight. Okay. Um, I gave it a five and I think it's just because I can't, couldn't get over the fact that they were, you know, she was hired for a service, but at the same time, like they were kind of tricking her and it just, you know, I don't think that's, a great way to run a business and it was just you know it kind of upset me a little bit and I just I couldn't get over that um so but yeah it was it was cute though other than that and I think that they did a good job on a couple things but I just yeah that really really just upset me that they were you know testing out this new business model on her without really like permission or anything um fair enough yeah but this lineup all together out of these three movies which one would you say was your favorite Oh man. Um, I don't, I mean, I, that's hard. I mean, I know I gave Love's Match the highest ranking um, just because of the story was unique. It was different. There was a plot twist that I wasn't expecting in there, but I actually, I really liked all three movies. 
Um, all of them I would probably watch again. All of them had very interesting quirks um, and they weren't so cliche. Mm-hmm. Um, like they, de- they, I mean, they had the tropes, they had the clicheness of it. I mean, these are these very happy-go-lucky um, rom-coms. So you have that already, but yeah. I don't know. It was just, it was different this month. I, I, I just really liked all of them. Yeah, I think I, I did enjoy all of them and I think these three specifically compared to some of the other up ones that have come out this year I think they were a step up I think this was one of the better mm-hmm. months at least in my opinion yeah. um yeah and I think my favorite was the Sunflower Valley but I think they were all good and better than some of the other ones we've seen on up this year so I would agree yeah I like that um yeah so that is it for our August up recap. Uh, we have a couple movies coming out in September, so make sure to go check out up and make sure you watch September's movies so uh, you can come listen to that recap. Um, but we will talk to you later with more up. Casey, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Hallmark My Words on Twitter. All right. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, anywhere you'd like at It's Amy Craig. And you can find the podcast as always, Hallmarkies Pod or Hallmarkies Podcast across all social media, podcasting apps. Um, and if you want to become a patron and support us, go on over to our patron, Hallmarkies Podcast, and you can pledge for as little as $2 and get access to awesome rewards such as movie watch alongs, shout outs things like that so go on over to our patreon and check it out and we also have merch if you're interested in buying a t-shirt that's anything related we have uh, once upon an upside t-shirt on there we have party stuff and good witch stuff and we have a ton of stuff over on our merch store so uh, that link is always in the description you can go check some stuff out see what you like um but other than that thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you very soon bye everybody bye